Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mark Cologne Sports Podcast. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. That is right. It is your boy, the Mark Cologne. I am here to talk about all sports, including something quick. Um, Tonight is NXT Halloween Havoc, so I'm going to actually give my predictions on the podcast on here since I forgot to give him um Saturday. Um I totally kind of forgot about this pay-per-view. So um uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, um I got uh Santos Escobar uh winning, retaining his cruiserweight championship. I got uh Loomis defeating Grimes in the uh, Haunted House of Terror match. I got Rhea Ripley defeating um I got Rhea Ripley defeating can't, Raquel, I want to say it is, Gonzalez. Might be wrong. I got uh, Johnny Gargano defeating Damian Priest, which the wheel will determine the fate of both men. And then you got Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. To spin the wheel to make the deal for the NXT Women's Championship. I say Candice LeRae defeats Yoshirai. So, um, but I do think um, somebody would be returning or debuting. I want to say there's a lot There's a lot of rumors, ladies and gentlemen, going around. Um, I'm, no, not carrying cross. I'm not going to say that. Um... You know, Tessa Blanchard's one. Um, but there's reports that Thunder Rosa, she might be going to to WWE. Um, supposedly that's what's gonna happen. So I mean, if if that's going to happen, then uh, I would not be surprised. Maybe she shows up tonight. Like I said, maybe Tessa Blanchard after whoever wins the championship. I don't think Io Shirai is going to lose it. I'm just, you know, talking smoke. <laughs> but um, I wouldn't be surprised. would not be surprised, people. Definitely would not. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's... That's what we got. Uh, I mean, well, you know, we'll we'll see, and uh, you know, it's gonna be real. It's gonna be real interesting to see how everything plays out tonight. Um, see if Finn Balor shows up. You know, it's gonna be interesting. It, it really, it really will. Um. Rumors will be going over two hours, so we'll see. I don't know. I was thinking today. I said, "Why not make this a Saturday Saturday pay per view? Halloween on a Saturday, Halloween havoc. Come on, it it works perfectly." But hey, who knows? But anyways, like I always say, this is not a wrestling podcast. It's a sports podcast. I just wanted to do that. Um. <clears throat> Because I did kind of like forget about this pay-per-view. 
Um, so there you have it, and now we can talk about some sports, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, um, their GM, their GM says young players have chance to seize the moment. Uh, they absolutely do. We'll see what happens. Um, and they give their players their numbers. Um, that's all I have from that. Um, we will move on to the NBA, ladies and gentlemen. Um, um, Utah Jazz to be sold to Ryan Smith, ending Miller's three-decade run as owners. And the NBA's revenue uh, dropped last season 10%. To eight point three million, which I mean is still a great number. So, um, Stephen Silas to be the new head coach of the Houston Rockets, and Daryl Morey's uh, closing. Closing in on a deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. So uh, he left the Rockets and now he's with the Philadelphia. Well, should be with the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, yeah. NBA players don't want to start December 22nd. Um,. You know, if there if they were to start the twenty second, some people are saying the free agency could start November twentieth, twenty first. Um, NBA draft is November eighteenth, but a lot of players want to start on Martin Luther King Day, which would be January eighteenth. So uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. I mean, a lot of people think um, if it is, if it comes down to, you know, December 22nd, a lot of players are suggesting that uh, they would, a lot of players are um, saying they would just skip the games so they feel like they're ready to officially come back with Hollywood, which would probably be January 18th. All right. Um, I don't. I don't have a big problem with it yet. You know, especially teams like, let's say, the Miami Heat, the LA Lakers. They're probably like, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we just made it to the final. We won it. I mean, we in October. We don't want to. Two months later, no. Because usually the team wins it in June. They have July, August. September, October, so they have four months. All right, they would have three months if they, and some teams will have more than that if uh, if that were the case. And now uh, they're thinking, you know, maybe three, four months of breaks they would have, and that makes sense. Um, a lot of teams are calling for Bradley Beal, and Bradley Beal says a lot of them are calling. He confirms interest from 
multiple NBA teams for trade. Um, which is no surprise. Um, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. I think, I think he needs to get out of the Wizards. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lake uh, Lakers, uh, even Trail. I could see Trailblazers making a run for him. They could use somebody like him. Imagine that Dame Lillard, uh, CJ McCollum, and Bradley Beal. Oof, or the Clippers. Maybe Paul George gets sent to Washington. Um, that'd be good. I think you definitely have to look out for the Clippers there. I wouldn't be surprised if Warriors are one of the teams. Oh, there's a lot. A lot goes into this, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Now let's uh, let's talk about some major. Well, first of all, no, no. Before we talk about Major League Baseball, let's talk about um. Let's see if there's any news on my Chicago Bulls. Um, it's reported that uh, LeBron, LeBron wow, that the Chicago Bulls are um looking for point guard upgrade. I mean, if you're gonna go with Kobe White, if you're not, if you're gonna let go of uh, Dunn. I say go see if you know you get um see if you can get rid of uh uh I mean if you could get Derrick Rose. That wouldn't be bad, Kobe Boy and Derrick Rose, but they're also saying that uh CP three could be somebody that ends up with Chicago. That wouldn't be bad either. I think that CP3 would help. Um, I think CP3 could definitely help. With um, with that young Bulls core. Um, you know? Uh, so I would... Kind of wouldn't be surprised if CP3 ended up somehow with uh, with Chicago. I like the kind of the front office they our front front office they got now, and I like kind of what they've been saying and what they've been doing. So. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you can put older Porter Jr. into that mix. Oh, I just hit my arm. <laughs> um, because, you know. Well, oh, look at this trade they got. They say you get, they'll put Otto Porter, Otto Porter Jr., Cristiano Felicio, and the number 44th pick via... Memphis to Oklahoma City Thunder for Chris Paul. Might have to put another pick in there, but that's okay. 
for Chris Paul, I would definitely do it. Um, yeah, then I mean, you could get a wing, I guess, or something like that. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up if they did end up doing that. Um, look at the Cavaliers one; they got uh. Kevin Love getting traded to the Golden State Warriors for Andrew Wiggins. Wouldn't that be something? Oh my goodness. Um, let's see, where would Blake Griffin go? Oh my goodness, they say Blake Griffin, Blake, Blake, uh, Blake Griffin and the number seven pick to Golden State for Andrew Wiggins and the number two pick. Huh. That's not a bad pickup for Golden State. I've always been a Blake Griffin fan. So, oh, look at this one. You can trade Andrew Wiggins in a number two pick and a 2021 first-round pick top three projected via Minnesota to Washington Wizards for Bradley Beal. Huh. Tell me what, some of these trades end up happening. Y'all better watch out. Y'all better watch out. Oh my goodness, this is going to be insane. Clippers say Patrick Beverly set the Hawks for Dwayne Dedman and a 50th pick. Lakers say Danny Green. You dang right about that one. Get rid of him. Whoa, look at this one. This one's interesting. Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma and Taylor Horton Tucker to, in, to the Indiana Pacers for Victor Oladipo. Yeah, I mean, if you can't get any other superstar, Kyle Kuzma ain't cutting it. Danny Green and definitely, definitely not Horton Tucker. You get Victor Oladipo. You got LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Oladipo. Woo! I ain't gonna lie. That's the best starting lineup. And everybody else, I mean, like, everybody else you could put into the mix. I mean, come on now. The Heat say Iguodala. Andre Iguodala, Kendrick Nunn, in a 20th pick to Sixers. For Josh Richardson, Zaire Smith. Uh, uh, Bucks say Eric Bledsoe. Oh, I want to see this one. Another one, but you see, I think this is too much. Eric Bledsoe, Dante DeVincio, George Hill, Arison Elizova, and a number 24th pick to Oklahoma City for Chris Paul. I would definitely give up Eric Bledsoe, maybe Dante or Arison. I would leave George Hill unless you sign a free agent point guard. And I would definitely put a pick or two in there. For Chris Paul, but I'm not giving up four players in mind. Nope. Sorry, ain't happening. It's not happening, y'all. Pelicans Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday in the 13th pick to Minnesota Timberwolves for Jared Culver, James Johnson, Naz Reed, and the number one overall pick. 
Minnesota needs somebody like Drew Holiday, so I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. Uh, Knicks, let's look at the Knicks, y'all. This one's going to be real interesting. Julius Randle in the number 38th pick to Charlotte Hornets for Terry Rosier. That one's not bad either. Uh, then we look at Oklahoma City, Thunder, Chris Paul. This one ain't, uh, yeah, well, actually, this one ain't bad. Chris Paul in the number 25th pick to Phoenix Suns for Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre Jr. and the 10th pick. That ain't bad. When I first seen it, I was like, uh, but then I was like, oh, hold on. Whoa, this is a huge one. Nikola Butchovic, I think it's two Sacramento Kings for Buddy Hill and Namajan Bajija, I think, and the number 35th pick. Buddy Hill, wow, yeah. I mean, you think about it, you got Buddy Hill, Fultz, Gordon, Isaac, come on, y'all. I'm telling y'all better watch out. Whoa, y'all, look at this one. The Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, man. The trade would be Al Horford and Ben Simmons to Oklahoma City Thunder for Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, and a number 25 pick and a 2021 first-round pick. Whoa. I think Ben Simmons would look, do not even look great, but do great in OKC. I do think all them young pieces. I think they're going to have to do him and uh, Joel. It ain't going to work out. All right. Uh, Portland Trailblazers, CJ McCollum. Oh, boy. CJ McCollum to the Philadelphia 76ers for Tobias Harris and the number one 21st pick via OKC. I'm going to say no to this, and this is why. I'm, I, yes, I would trade C.J. McCollum, but instead of trying to get Tobias Harris and the number 21st pick, I'm going to try to get Ben Simmons. I'm going to add a lot of key pieces into it, but I ain't putting Dame Lillard in there. That's what I would do. No lie. Ben Simmons and Dame Lillard. I'm, I'm a huge Ben Simmons fan, fan, and I believe he has a great potential. So... I, I got to go with that. I have to go with that. Uh, oh, Ruby Gay is still in the Spurs? I ain't, wow. Forgot about that. They say to the Warriors, number 48, pick a number 51 pick. Um, the Raptors, Kyle Lowry, I can see this one happening. Kyle Lowry to Miami Heat for Kendrick Nunn, Andre Iguodala, Kelly Olenek, and a number 20th pick. That's too much. That's way too much. I could do Andre Iguodala and Kelly Olenek and maybe a pick, but I'm not putting Kendrick Nunn in there. Nope, sorry. Utah Jazz, Mike Conley. Mike Conley in the 2023 first-round pick, top seven protected, to Oklahoma City Thunder for Chris Paul. There's a lot of Chris Paul in here, y'all. He's going to be up for sweepstakes. 
Oh my, Washington Wizards, John Wall, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Whoa, look at this one. John Wall and the number nine pick to Phoenix Suns for Ricky Rubio and Kelly Oubre Jr. That's right. He's only 30. Yes, he's coming off Achilles tear, but tear, but I think the brother can still ball. I think he has plenty of potential. But hey, what we'll, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens, ladies and gentlemen. That's huge, though. That's huge. But like I said, you've seen a lot of Chris Paul in there. We'll see. And uh, congratulations, ladies and gentlemen, to the Los Angeles Dodgers on winning the World Series uh, 4-2 series. Um, they beat uh, Tampa Bay Rays last night. 3-1. That's right. Uh, congratulations to Corey Seager on a MVP performance, and uh, and uh, Justin Turner, Justin Turner, sir, you should be ashamed. You should get something should happen to you. Major League Baseball better not let you slide, bro, because really. You're going to put your team in a home. You're going to put everybody else in a home because you want to celebrate. I don't care if your team said yes, come celebrate. No, 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 no. Yes, whoever gave, said the. T um, yes, whoever uh, said, yeah, no. Um, you know, in the seventh inning, yeah, he has COVID. Right, really? Really? Come on. I mean, this just shows you what's wrong with the world. This is... Justin Turner is a revelation of, of a lot of people in the United States right now. They're selfish. They want to be at parties and will be doing this, doing that. And then when they get COVID, they just act like it's nothing. They act like it's nothing. All right, good. Major League Baseball to launch investigation into Justin Turner's post-game actions. Thank you. He was holding up that World Series. The World Series uh, trophy, too. Oh, no, 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 no. He was like, here, bro, it's your turn. Now nah, you can keep it, bro. I'm good. That's all I do. You got it right. Now, Ray's cost himself, uh, the manager, I believe, Dave Roberts, he cost his, his, uh, bowl club, his ball club this one. Um, you know, taking out Blake Snell in game six, you know, it's like, what, the sixth bottom, the sixth inning, you know, he's playing great. You guys are at 1-0. Why take him out? Why? Stupid. And what, and what happens? Y'all lose. Y'all lose three to one. It took out. It definitely took out the life out of me. I, I just. I don't. I don't get it. Why would you do that? Why? Why? Makes no sense. Um.
Here's some uh, MLB power rankings. The way too early edition, you know, after a team wins a championship, once the season's over, they, every sport does this. Um, so let's get into it. Um, Dodgers at one, Braves at two, Padres at three, Rays at four, White Sox at five, Yankees at six. Um, Twins at seven, A's at eight, Mets at nine, and Cubs at ten. All right, now listen to what this says about the Yankees right here. You can make an argument to put them a couple spots higher, but not winning the AL East in 2020 points to some flaws. They simply can't count on Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton being healthy for an entire season, plus DJ LeMatthew and Mashiro to knock our free agents, two important players to re-sign or replace. Of course, we know the Yankees will do something big, perhaps signing JT Romuto and moving on from Gary Sanchez or trading for Francisco Lindol and shifting Gleyber Torres II, getting Luis Severino back from Tommy John surgery will be a big boost as well. So, uh, yeah, people. Yeah. So that's what, uh, that's what, um, the, the, the uh, that's what they're, what they're saying. <sighs> I mean, you know, I got no problems with the power ranking. Let me just say that. Nope, 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 nope. No problem with it at all. Especially if we get rid of, if we get rid of Gary Sanchez, we get Francisco Lindol. Come on. Now, one thing I will say, Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton, they have to get healthy. We can't be playing this game no more with y'all. I'm sorry. You know, as much as I love those guys, I'm huge fans of them. No, I'm sorry. Y'all cannot. Yeah, no. I'm done playing this game with, with John Carlos and Aaron Judge. Y'all step up. Y'all stay healthy this year. If y'all cannot, it's time for y'all to pack y'all bags and get out. Gary Sanchez, the, I will say is, but they do provide big numbers. Uh, they do provide big numbers. But I will say this. I will. I'm going to say this. And I'm going to say it right here. I'm going to say it right here. Right now. Alright. If they get Francisco Lindor. If Giancarlo Stanton and Eric Judge are able to stay healthy. They're going to be a problem. They're going. Y'all they're going to be a problem. They will. Um, we just need those guys to stay healthy. We need uh, probably an ex extra hand of pitching. Um, I would say we need another another hand, of, another great pitching. Uh, and Gary Sanchez, guess what? Goodbye, bro. Time for you to pack your bags and go home.
um, I know I just said, um, about J JT Romoto, um, but it does not look like he <laughs> he wants to play in New York. It looks like, um. But this, so this is what he said. Um, a close, but this is a person closer. You know, it's not coming out of his mouth. He says um, he would like to remain in Philadelphia, and is not particularly particularly keen on playing in New York. Now, this is what someone close to him said. This is not what he said. So we'll see. I mean, it's probably true, but, you know, I'm not going to go off somebody's words, you know. I want to hear it come from the man himself, you know. Um. Alright, um. We're going to, you know, talk about, uh, you know, the tread deadline soon. Now, but let's talk about the New York Jets. New York Jets are shopping people left and right. Uh, yesterday, I seen that they they said that Quentin Williams is available. Now they're saying he's not. But we all know every time they say that, that person gets traded. If not now, off season or something. Um. All right. So NFL plans to limit fan capacity to twenty percent for Super Bowl with mask mandatory, which is great. That is great. Um, the Dallas Cowboys uh, released Don Terry Poe and Daryl Morley. That that's crazy. That that's uh that's crazy. Uh, but the Cowboys are cleaning house. They're tired, and I I kind of do like it. I do like it, but um. Let's uh, look at the NFL trade trade deadline. Let's look at the tracker. We're gonna look at uh, where some people could be headed. Um. So let's uh yeah let's look at the the tracker first. Let's see where people have headed. You know the trade news and rumors ahead of the day, people. Um, Carlos Dunlap has been sent to Seattle. In exchange for offensive lineman B.J. Finney and a 2021 seventh round pick. That's a huge. That's a. Uh, that's a huge trade for Seattle. It helps them a lot. Um, Everson Griffin has been dealt to the Lions in exchange for pick. So that, that's good. Um, Dolphins are considering trading Ryan Fitzpatrick. Makes no sense. Because uh, you're not going to get much for him. Alright. Um, whoa. My Philadelphia. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, Player that could be available at the deadline. Could be Jameis Winston. Uh, AJ Green. JJ Watt. 
Stefan Gilmore. These are that could. That could. Um. But let's see my uh let's see what else we got here, people. Let's see now the what they said about I read that article earlier at work today. I was on break and I seen it. I was like, oh what does this say? So yeah, I seen that. Um I already talked about the trade, didn't I? All right, all right. Okay, here it is. Um, let's look at one trade each team should make. Let's look at that. Um, I don't know. This trade deadline seems like it seems like it's gonna be kind of crazy. We got till Tuesday, so same day as election day. So we'll see. All right, so the, all right, here we go. Oh my goodness! Just imagine if these things happen. They say uh, the Cardinals could acquire uh, Browns tight end David Njoku. They would trade to them a twenty twenty one fifth round draft pick. Which Njoku, he's a good player. He's a pretty good player. He wants to be a number one tight end. You blame him. Um, Falcons could acquire a fourth round draft pick from the from the Bears, and they would trade old um offensive guard James Carpenter. The Bills would acquire defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins, and uh the Bills would trade a fifth round draft pick. Um, the Baltimore Ravens. Oh my! If this happened. Would acquire wide receiver Marvin Jones, and uh, they would trade a 2021 sixth round draft pick and a 2022 seventh round draft pick. Carolina Panthers would uh, <clears throat> Carolina Panthers would acquire quarterback Fabian Moru, and they would trade a 2021 sixth round draft pick. The Cincinnati Bengals would acquire a 2021 fourth round draft pick, a 2022 seventh round draft pick from the Titans, and they would trade wide receiver A.J. Green. Oh, my. If that were to happen, ladies and gentlemen. Hmm. Um, The Browns would acquire Viking safety. Anthony Harris, wow, and trade a 2021 fourth round draft pick. All right, um, the Dallas Cow. <laughs> How about them Cowboys? <laughs> The Dallas Cowboys would trade a 2022 fifth-round draft pick and acquire Dolphins quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now that you say it, I could see that happening. Oh, boy. Um, This is what I will say, people. Why not talk to Colin Kaepernick? Cap is out there. Talk to him. 
Jerry. Um, the Denver Broncos would acquire a 2021 second round draft pick and a 2022 seventh round draft pick and uh, from the Cardinals and they would trade safety Justin Simmons. That's right. Um, and then we already talked about the Lions and the Ravens. Then we look at the Green Bay Packers. They would trade a 2021 third-round draft pick and a 2022 conditional fifth-round pick. And they would acquire Texans wide receiver Will Fuller. That would be great for them. That would definitely be great for them. I would not mind seeing that. Um, The Houston Texans, they would trade linebacker Zach Cunningham and they would acquire a 2021 fourth-round draft pick. The Indianapolis Colts would trade a 2021 sixth-round draft pick, and they would acquire Washington defensive end Ryan Anderson. The Kansas City Chiefs, they would trade a 2022 sixth-round draft pick, and they would acquire Lions linebacker Jared Davis. Oh, boy. The Las Vegas Raiders. Whoa. Wow. This one's huge. Like, huge, people. Imagine this scenario. The Las Vegas Raiders would trade a 2021 first-round draft pick and a 2022 fourth-round draft pick to acquire Patriots cornerback Stefan Gilmore. Oh, man. And then, and then, the Los Angeles Chargers would trade cornerback Desmond King to acquire a 2022 fourth-round draft pick by the Buffalo Bills. The Los Angeles Rams would uh, trade a 2021 sixth-round draft pick and a 2022 fifth-round draft pick for Falcons outside linebacker Takiris McKinney, McKinley. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars would trade cornerback DJ Hayden to acquire a 2021 fifth-round draft pick by the Bills. The Minnesota Vikings would trade an offensive tackle, Riley Reef, to the Dallas Cowboys for a 2021 fourth-round draft pick and a 2022 conditional fourth-round draft pick. All right. Uh, the Miami Dolphins would trade a 2022 fifth-round draft pick to acquire Philadelphia Eagles defensive tackle Malik Jackson. Um, we already talked about the Patriots. Uh, the Saints. Um, the Saints would trade a 2021 conditional fourth-round draft pick to acquire Washington's defensive end Ryan Kerrigan. Oh. Here we go, y'all. 
Here we go. The New York Football Giants would acquire a 2021 fifth-round draft pick by the Indianapolis Colts to trade and get wide receiver Golden Tate would be with the Colts. Um, oh, oh, a lot of Philadelphia Eagles on this, y'all. Here we go. New York, New York Jets, they would trade a 2021 sixth-round draft pick to acquire wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey and a 2021 fifth-round draft pick. And then the Philadelphia Eagles would trade wide receiver J.J. Ortega-Whiteside to acquire Packers linebacker Oren Burt. Oh, my, linebacker. I would love it. I would love it. Give it. Come on. Give it to me. And then uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers would trade a 2022 sixth-round draft pick to acquire Jets linebacker Avery, Avery Williamson. Then the San Francisco 49ers would, uh, would trade a 2021 fourth-round draft pick to acquire Bengals cornerback William Jackson III. Then the Seattle Seahawks would trade tight end Jacob Hollister to acquire a 2022 fifth-round draft pick. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers would trade running back LaShawn McCoy to acquire a 2021 conditional seventh round draft pick by the Bears. We already talked about the Titans. Um, the Washington football team would trade a 2021 seventh round draft pick to acquire Broncos wide receiver Deshaun Hamilton. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. So that that's what I have. Um, I mean, if we're able to get rid of Alshon Jeffrey and JJ Ortega Whiteside and the trade 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 deadline, I get a linebacker out of it. What are we waiting for? I I'm ready. Oh, I am ready. I don't know. I don't know if it happened. At least get rid of Alshon. I, we don't need... No. I'm sorry. I, I've I've had enough of Alshon Jeffrey. I really have. I'm tired of it. Now, before I, I go into the injury report for the Eagles and the... The Eagles and the Cowboys. That's what's most important. Uh, let's uh, talk about four Eagles moves that won the NFC East. While also looking to the future. All right. One would would be acquire Zach Cunningham from the Houston Texans. He is a um, a linebacker. That's it. He's a linebacker. He just signed the four year extension in August. He has forty four tackles and uh, two sacks in seven games as one of the top tacklers in the game. That's what we need. Um, but they say he not a good fit. So, no, I'm not getting him. We need somebody to fit. There's plenty of linebackers out there. Acquire Jordan Howard from the Miami Dolphins. I think that's great. I loved, I loved it last year. We had Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, and Boston Scott. I definitely would love to have that back. Let's see what happens. 
let's see what happens. And if Miles Sanders gets injured again, well, guess what? We got Jordan Howard. Unload Alshon Jeffrey's contract if they can. You know what, Madden? I did the same, and the only person... No, I released him. I, I traded him. He, the only team would beat the Jets. I released him. He signed with the Jets. So I think he's going to the Jets. I do think that. We got Fulgham. We are, we are perfect. Um, retain Zach Ertz for now. <sighs> I, I do worry that we're gonna get rid of Zach. I'm I'm a big Zach Ertz fan, yo. Um, Tom, I just I do worry that you know it's like all right, bye, Tacky. <sighs> we'll see though. All right, now let's let's look at the injury report. Looking for the Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. All right. Andy Dalton was not at um was not at uh practice Wednesday. So it looks like Ben DiNucci will make uh his first career start in Philadelphia. Um even though Eagles got a wave of reinforcements. Um, wide receiver Jalen Rager, tight end Dallas Goddard, offensive tackle Jason Peters, and defensive tackle Malik Jackson all returning to practice Wednesday. Running back Miles Sanders did not take part. A right tackle Lane Johnson was also out, which is to be expected. But, I mean... If we at least get Jalen Rager back this week, that'd be great. That's who's looking like he's going to be back. I mean, if let's say we get Jalen Rager, Dallas Goddard, Jason Peters, and Malik Jackson all back for this week. Oh, my. Watch out. Watch out. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. Looking good, though. At least Jalen Rager, you know, we get him back. It's like... Teams are going to be like, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, um, Antonio Brown, well, not only is it, Des Bryant has signed with uh, the Baltimore Ravens practice squad and, um, Antonio Brown had Antonio Brown has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, y'all. Dangerous, dangerous, y'all. I'm telling y'all, dangerous. I like that what Baltimore did. You know, they signed them to the practice squad. You know, you wait, to, you fill them out, you see what happens, and then um, you know, you try to you try to see where you could go from there. Um. I I tell you I tell you what it's um gonna be very 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 interesting to see what happens. Um, 
gonna be very interesting to see what happens, but yeah. So there's 90% of active players now registered to vote in the NFL and NFLPA. Let's get to 100, y'all. Let's get to 100. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about uh, some NFL scores from uh, week 7. Let's get into that. As you guys can tell, it's going to be more of a... NFL uh, podcast as basketball's done, ba- basketball, baseball, and hockey are all done. Um, let's just see if we're able to crown a champion in the NFL. Since we crown, we crown the one in every every sport except for the NFL, which we'll find out if we are able to in February. All right, uh, let us load up. It's going to be interesting. Interesting week. It was an interesting week in week seven. Um, it's going to be a lot more interesting to see what happens in week eight, though. You know, um, so let's talk about it. Week seven in the NFL, NFL world, um, you had... Thursday night football. My Philadelphia Eagles beat the New York Football Giants twenty-two to twenty-one. A late comeback heroics by Carson Wentz and company. Eagles have won eight consecutive times against the New York Football Giants. The Detroit Lions beat the Atlanta Falcons twenty-three to twenty-two. The Cleveland Browns beat the Cincinnati Bengals thirty-seven to thirty-four. The Green Bay Packers beat the Houston Texans 35-20. The New Orleans Saints beat the Carolina Panthers 27-24. The Buffalo Bills beat the Jets 18-10. The Washington football team beat the Dallas Cowboys 25-3. The Arizona Cardinals beat the Seattle Seahawks 37-34. On Sunday Day Football! Uh, the Chiefs beat the Broncos 43-16. Niners beat the Patriots 33-6. Buccaneers beat the Raiders 45-20. Steelers beat the Titans 27-24. Chargers beat the Jaguars 39-29. And on Monday Night Football, the Rams beat the Bears 24-10. Teams on by were the Ravens, the Dolphins, the Vikings, and the Colts. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I will say this. That Seattle Cardinals game was a great game. was a great game. Cam, uh, Cam, uh, Russell Wilson just couldn't get the job done. Too many picks. Too many picks. Um, and DK, DK Metcalf is a beast, bro. He is an absolute, absolute beast. I cannot believe how uh, how good he did. We'll say that, like how he ran back to get Buddha Baker, that that was amazing. Um, the fact that Patriots stunk it up, Cam Newton, uh, but you gotta step it up, man. Bucks looking better than ever. Steelers surviving against Titans. Uh, Rams destroying the Bears. Um. Browns losing OBJ, but still 
finding a way to win against Bengals. Baker Mayfield threw five touchdowns after having a slow start. And my Eagles beating Giants. We'll get into that after uh, our preview week eight. After I preview week eight and I give up what who went up and who went down. And then, and then I will uh, give my top five teams of the week. All right, uh, so we got Thursday Night Football. We got the Atlanta Falcons going up against the Carolina Panthers. I say the Carolina Panthers beat the Atlanta Falcons in a close one. Uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, we got the New England Patriots going up against the Buffalo Bills. We got the Tennessee Titans going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. You got the LA, you got the Las Vegas Raiders going up against the Cleveland Browns. You got the Indianapolis Colts going up against the Detroit Lions. You have the Minnesota Vikings going up against the Green Bay Packers. You got the New York Jets going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. We got the Rams going up against the Dolphins. At 4.25 p.m. Eastern Time, you have the Saints versus the Bears. You got the Niners versus the Seahawks. One o'clock, you got the Steelers versus Ravens. Four or five p.m., you got the Chargers versus Broncos. And on Sunday Night Football, battle for first place in the NFC East. You got the Dallas Cowboys visiting the, the Philadelphia Eagles. And on Monday Night Football. You got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the New York Football Giants. Teams on by are the Cardinals, Washington Football Team, the Jaguars, and the Houston Texans. All right. So these are my predictions. Like I said, Panthers will win a close one. I believe the New England Patriots will lose to the Buffalo Bills. Um, that will cause some panic. Um uh, matter of fact, no, I think the New England Patriots will beat the Buffalo Bills, and then uh, I believe the Tennessee Titans will beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I believe the, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders will beat the Cleveland Browns. Um, I believe the Detroit Lions will beat the Indianapolis Colts. I believe, obviously, the Green Bay Packers are going to whoop the Minnesota Vikings. Kansas City Chiefs will whoop the New York Jets. I believe, uh, you know, Tua Tagovailoa making his uh, first career start. I believe uh, the Dolphins will beat the Rams in a close one. Um, I believe the Saints will beat the Bears. Uh, I believe the Niners will beat the Seahawks. I believe the Steelers will beat the Ravens. I believe Chargers will beat the Broncos. I believe my Philadelphia Eagles will beat the Dallas Cowboys. I'll get to, I'll get more into that too. Um, and I believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will beat the New York Football Giants. All right. So who went up and who went down this week, ladies and gentlemen? Ladies and gentlemen, that have to be that uh, the Dallas Cowboys players after seeing their uh, 
Andy Dalton, uh, he got he got cheap shotted. Them not doing nothing. Just letting the boy get concussed, looking like he can't walk. He was all wobbly. They did no such thing. They didn't help the brother for one second. Just checked if he was all right. Didn't even try swimming at the other defender. All right. That's who went down this week. And who went up this week? Who went up this week? I mean, who went up? We, you know, we got a whole bunch of teams we could look at. A whole bunch of teams we can look at. And I have to be, I'm giving the Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals on a terrific, a great Sunday night football. Um, It was absolutely amazing. It was an amazing game. Enjoyed it very much. You know, back and forth. Went into overtime. Looked like it was going to be a tie. Nope. The Arizona Cardinals kicked the field goal. And it's good. Isaiah Simmons, he only played five snaps. But he got an interception against Russell Wilson. That's big, big bucks, big news. Kind of shows, you know, no matter how many plays you got a game, it just takes one play to make a difference. You know, even though Tyler Lockett, he had 200 receiving yards. Still, the Arizona Cardinals were able to overcome all that. So that shows you that the Arizona Cardinals are for real, y'all. They are for real. All right. And uh, let's look at who my top five teams are of the week of the season so far. And let's get to it at number five. I'm going to have to give it to. I mean, I mean, when we look at it. I'm going to put the Tennessee Titans there. Yeah, they lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they are only 5-1. Still a great team. At number four, I'm going to have to give it to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, that's right. Another 5-2 five, uh, five and two team. Tom Brady looks like he's playing the best he's, he's he has in a while. Um, very impressed with him. At number three, I'm going to have to give it to the Kansas City Chiefs. They're eating against these uh, sorry poor teams. So I ain't going to give them too much of the benefit of the doubt. At number two. At number two, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have to give it. I'm going to have to give it to the Baltimore Ravens. They're on the buy, so, you know, it's all good. And at number one. At number one, I'm going to have to give it to, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to have to give it to. The Pittsburgh Steelers. They're still undefeated. They're the only undefeated team in the league right now. That's huge. That's big. And uh, right now, if I had a pick, I'd have the Pittsburgh Steelers going to the Super Bowl. So uh, with that being said, you already know what time it is. That's all. Yeah, yeah. number one is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they'll stay. They're, they're probably going to stay number one after this week. Unless some other team, you know, does something huge. But... Those are, yeah, my top five teams through, uh, through seven weeks. Through seven weeks. Now, uh, we could, you know, talk about my Philadelphia Eagles. You know, the week seven win against the New York Football Giants. And we can also talk about week eight, their matchup against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. That's right. We're going to get into all of that. We're going to get into all of that right now. Um, guys, don't forget. Yes, I got this podcast, but I also have uh, the wrestling podcast. If you guys did not know, I'm going to be releasing a podcast this Saturday night. When I talk to my brother-in-law, Angel Lewis Mesquita, we'll be talking about Donald Trump versus Biden. 
We'll be talking all of, all of that leading up to November 3rd. And then we'll also have one where we talk about after whoever wins the presidential election, we'll talk about what is going to happen next for the next four years. Or maybe eight or four. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know, I said, I said eight because, you know, if Biden wins again, but hey, I mean, who knows, right? <laughs> who knows? Um, but yeah, people, you you guys are not going to want to miss it. Also, hopefully, if we're doing pins, I, I will have Sazel on. You know, we'll be talking about what's going on in the wrestling world, what he thought about Hell Cell, what he thought about Halloween Havoc, and what's going on with him. You know, that's all going to be happening. So, y'all, y'all not going to want to miss it. I got a stack, stack card coming up, you know, just like interview-wise. I know next week I'm probably going to have Uncle on the Sports Podcast so we can talk about since the Eagles are on the bye, we're going to see where the Eagles are at. Um, also, uh, you know, tread deadline, the moves that happened, you know, Lakers winning the championship, Yankees failing and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, that's what um, we'll, we'll, we'll have. Going to be a lot of good content coming up for you guys. I have a lot of good content coming up, to be honest. Like, it's... You got. I, I think you guys are gonna enjoy it very much. Like the content I have coming up. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm very excited. Like I'm having a, a pro wrestler. He's gonna be on. Um, even though he stepped away from the business for for a while. Um, you know he he wants to get on the podcast. So I'm hoping next week I'll have him on. Like I said, I'm gonna have Uncle on. It's gonna be very exciting. Very cool. Um. So we'll see how that goes, man. I'm I'm real excited for it. Yeah, so But you know what? Enough of the chit chat. Enough of the chit chat, y'all. Like, come on. That's it. That's it. Oh, by the way, the Philadelphia Eagles are eight point favorites. Eight point favorites. Against uh, the Dallas Cowboys this week. Just saying. But with that being said. Uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, let's talk about. That that matchup between. The Philadelphia Eagles. And the New York football giants. That happened on Thursday night. Football. That's right. Alright. Uh. John gets a little bit tougher. Wax throws, pass, it is caught. Touchdown, Boston Scott. Jones in trouble, ball's knocked out by Graham. And recovered by Philadelphia. Is that going to win the ball game? There you have it, y'all. Big plays. Colson wins to Boston Scott. Well, uh, I believe there's 40 seconds left. 40, 40, I believe 40, 36 seconds left. And then uh, Brandon Graham uh, strip sack uh, and recovered by Vinny Curry with 21 seconds left to win the game, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Um, it was huge. It was huge for us. Uh, but I tell you, I tell you, I, I'm, I'm here watching the game. I'm just like, all right, we're we're down by by two scores. They score 
they score, and then uh, Daniel Jones throws like a perfect pass, even though it could have you get to throw a little better um, to Evan Ingram, um, and uh, it was just incomplete. Evan Ingram dropped it, uh, and then um, after he dropped it, um, Eagles get the ball back. That's where Djax got injured on a dirty play. They get the ball back. Um, and they just score the winning touchdown there. And then the defense does their part. And, you know, it's good night. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. It was it was great. I was I, I was hyped. Once I seen that he fumbled and, he, like, once I seen he fumbled the Eagles recover, oh, man, I screamed. Even, and when once got that touchdown to Scott, I was like, all right, it's over. Once I seen it was 22-21, even though we didn't get the two-point conversion, I was like, all right, yeah, this game's over. That's it. You know, um, Giants, I believe, had used all their timeouts. If not, they probably had, like, one left. And, but, yeah, Eagles played it perfectly. They did. They played it perfectly. Um, that the the Kelsey um, face mask uh, penalty could have cost us the game. But thanks to my quarterback and the, the playmakers we got, most of them are practice squad players. But hey, this is why we we pay guys to you know scout these guys. That's why they're on the field with guys out. They've earned a spot on this roster, and they've been balling. They have been balling, so I'm happy for my guys. We're two four and one now. We're leading the division. Thanks to Dallas thinking it up against Washington, and now. We'll definitely be leading if uh, we get a win against Dallas on Sunday Night Football. But before we get into that, I want to talk to you guys, Giants-Eagles, right? Thursday Night Football. Uh, so, we got this going on. Daniel Jones was 20 for 30, 187 uh, pass yards, 6.2 uh, average yards per play. He had two pass touchdowns, one pass interception. He, he got sacked three times. Um, I believe he got hit 22 times. Uh, I believe that's what it is. Let me let me uh make sure, people. I don't want to give y'all a uh, wrong analyst. Um, quarterback rating was 77. Uh. And then rating was 92. Um, Carson Wentz, now he was 25 for 43. He threw for 359 yards, two pass touchdowns, one pass interception, 8.3 yards per uh, per play. Um, he had three sacks, three quarterback hits. Uh, he, he had a 56 quarterback rating and a rating of 91. I mean, he threw it more times. He threw it four. He threw it forty-three times. So, um, Carson Wentz also did have a rushing touchdown. So, you know, that's also <clears throat> a big factor. Um, receiver of the night for the Giants was Sterling Shepard. He had six receptions, fifty-nine yards, and a touchdown. Um, but the biggest play would have to probably be Golden Tate, one reception, thirty-nine yards, and a touchdown. Um, I would look at uh biggest receiver, b- biggest receiver from Philadelphia was Richard Rodgers. He had six receptions, eighty-five yards, but no touchdowns. 
you know, Travis Fulgham had a regular night of five receptions, 73 yards, didn't have a touchdown. He was open in the end zone, like, once or twice, but, um, uh, Wentz wasn't able to get it to, get it to him. Um, John Hightower had one catch for 59 yards, and that was a huge one that opened up the game big. Um, you know, the Boston Scott had that touchdown. Greg Ward had a huge touchdown as well. You know, so, yeah. There was, uh, the Gi- Giants turned it over three times, so that was huge. Uh, that was, uh, huge. Um, Daniel Jones and Deion Lewis, they lost the football. And then, you know, Daniel Jones, uh, throwing an interception. Um, Blake Martinez was... Uh, the biggest defensive guy for the Giants. Um, nine total tackles. He had seven solo. He had two quarterback hits, but no sacks. Uh, Nathan Gary, on the other hand, he was the biggest for us. He had eight tack, which is surprise, eight tackles, four solo, one tackle for loss, one sack, and one quarterback hit. You know, uh, Jalen Mills had an interception. So that was good. Um, he had an interception. So, yeah, people. That was good. That was good. Jake Elliott was one for two from field goal range. That pisses me off. But, hey, it is what it is, people. It is what it is. All right. Now we look to the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football in Wentzsylvania, ladies and gentlemen. That is right. That is right. You got the 2-5 Dallas Cowboys going to, going up against the 2-4-1 the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, To be honest, we should kind of, you know, have this in the back. We should. I'm not going to count on the Cowboys, but I believe my defense and my offense, if we get some key players back someday, which it's looking like we are, yeah, they're going to be in trouble. Now, don't let this fool you. Yes, Cowboys have the second best offense in the league, but that's when Dak Prescott was there. Dak Prescott is not there anymore. They're number one in passing as well. You know? So, so here's the deal. Cowboys are second in offense, 28th in defense, first in passing, 19th in rushing. The rushing has not been there. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott has not showed up, and uh, it ain't looking good for him this, this Sunday, um, especially from defense, defensive side and even offense now. Zeke is going to have to carry a huge load, a huge load. Um you know, uh, Eagles, they're 15th in offense, 18th in defense, 18th in passing, and 10th in rushing. And this is what I say, people. This is where I'm at. This is where. Let this sink in. The Eagles are 3 for 8 in the run zone. Imagine if we at least would have won 4 for 8, 5 for 8. That Giants game would have never have to went down like that. I think it's a different ball game. This uh, Cowboys defense is, is terrible. I believe Eagles will be able to do whatever and whatever they want against this team. I do believe that. I believe that. You're probably like, dude, you're insane. I know. I know, but, hey, I 
I mean, look at this. Look at this. The Cowboys are allowing 34.7 points per game this season. It would be franchise record for most points per game allowed in the season if the season would end today, right? Carson wants the season. First four games, 232.5 pass yards, four touchdowns, seven interceptions, and 66.9 passer rating. Last three games, let that sink in. Steelers, Ravens, Giants. 276.7 pass yards, six pass touchdowns, three pass interceptions, 84.4 passer rating. Lack of picks. The Cowboys defense has one interception this season, fewest through seven games in franchise history. I don't think I think Wentz is going to turn it over, to be honest. For the record, though, Carson Wentz is 3-4 and four in his career versus the Cowboys, the only NFC East opponent he has a losing record against. That changes this Sunday. Cowboys. The Cowboys have scored 10 points or fewer in two consecutive games for the first time since weeks 10 through 12 in 2017 when Ezekiel Elliott was suspended. That's when he was the man. He is not the man no more. Now it's Dak Prescott, but Dak Prescott is injured, and that's why I'm not so worried because your franchise quarterback, the guy that leads this team, he's not on it because he's injured. So I I feel good. I feel good. All right? Now let this sink in. Can they do it again? No team has repeated as NFC East champion since the 2001 through 2004 Eagles. The 15 season drought is the longest span without a repeat division champion in NFC. Uh, sorry, in NFL history. I think they actually can. I think they can. Let this sink in. Eagles. Eagles are in a perfect position to win. They have their starting quarterback. They're starting to get their pieces together. I think they're the, per- the perfect spot to win, and I think they will win. I got no, I'm no doubt about that. Now, uncharacteristic start. Ezekiel Elliott has fewer than a hundred rush yards in each of seven games this season, longest drought of the se- of of career. Even if he runs a hundred yards on us this this week, which uh, is possibly to happen because uh, Eagles. I ain't going to lie about it. They haven't been the greatest when it comes to stopping the run or the pass. But they got the thrusting quarterback in. They got Ezekiel Elliott. He hasn't been playing great. He's been fumbling a lot. Um, Even if he runs 100 yards on us, we can still win this game. We can still win this game. The New York Football Giants had over 100 rushing yards total against us on Thursday Night Football. And we still won the game. So I'm not worried. That would we were in a game with the the best defense, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. We almost beat both teams. Almost beat both teams. So I I have trust in my quarterback. I have trust in my team. I think Carson Wentz is starting to find himself a little bit. So I'm I'm actually kind of excited for that. I'm actually hopeful for that. And uh, I yeah uh, I uh. I believe uh, we should win this one. We should. Look like we might get Rager back. Um, I don't know about all the other guys, but at least for Rager. At least from Rager, I do believe we are getting him back. Um, Which is huge. You got Fulgham, Rager, and then you could sub in uh, Rager and Hightower. You got Ward in, in the slot. Um, You got Perkins and... Who do you who do you got to end? You got Perkins and who else? Oh, Richard Rogers. Um, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe Goddard comes back. If Goddard comes back this week, oh my goodness! 
Oh my goodness. It's over. I'm hope let's see if Jason Peters comes back. Uh Um, we'll see. We'll see. You know, that was the biggest surprise for me, though, today. It was when they said Dallas Goddard has been activated for a 21-day window. I'm like, what? I mean, this, I mean, this tells you, though, that maybe they're giving him a chance to come back. Because if not, why not just wait till the bye week, right? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they still will wait to will wait to the bye week. But I don't know. This just gave me like a little bit of hope. I'm ready to see Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard back on the field together. I'm ready for dominance from this Philadelphia Eagles team. So here, here's the official injury report. Um, five players did not participate in practice. <clears throat> Excuse me, Miles Sanders, Lane Johnson, Jack Driscoll, Alshon Jeffrey, Nathan Gary, and Craig James. Sanders is on track to miss the second game, um, but could return after the week nine bye, which yes would make se- would make sense because of the injury. They said he would at least miss two weeks, so um, so it looks like it'll be Boston Scott, Corey Clement, and Jason Huntley. Um, I would say you got to bring up Holyfield, but, you know, we'll see. Drop Huntley, bring Holyfield, you know, on third and shorts and stuff like that, or fourth and shorts, you put you put Holyfield in, and he runs through the middle. Um, John and Driscoll, uh, looks like they will miss this week's game, which is good. It's good. Let Johnson heal up. Let Driscoll heal up. Looks like my lotto will be at right tackle, um, the tough test against Demarcus Lawrence, though, because this, this is his first regular season start at that at that position. Um, I definitely would have waited. Uh, I would never played Johnson against the Giants. I would have played him against the Cowboys. But we'll see. <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey, he has been cleared from his foot injury, but he picked up a calf injury. I guess walking through the desert. I guess I don't know. I don't know, but. They're still trying to trade him. Um, I hope they do. We we don't need him. We do not need him. I'm sorry. Nope. Um, I I'm actually surprised about Nathan Gary that injury, but if if our trio going into Sunday night is Alex Singleton, T.J. Edwards, and Duke Riley, I'm okay with that. Yes, we don't need Nathan Gary. <laughs> Um, Craig James is apparently dealing with um, a hamstring issue that uh, he suffered on week one. So um, we'll see uh, what goes on with that. Uh, Malik Jackson and Jannard Avery were limited participants. He could return, but if not, he'll be ready to play in week 10, just like a lot of other people. Um, Avery hasn't been playing much since Vinny Curry's been back. Um, one player listed as a full participant was Kayvon Wallace, so that's great. Um, that is great. Also, Jalen Rager, Dallas Goddard, Jason Peters, TJ Edwards, and Rudy Ford all participated in some capacity on Wednesday. 
but weren't listed on the injury report since they're still officially on injured reserve. Oh, great news. Jalen Rager and Peter seem primed to be activated for this week's game. But they still don't know if he'll play guard or tech or so. That is great. I, I um, and I did see I did see that they they said um somebody put no Jalen Rager actually put back from the dead, but he put just letters like he put back. So he put B D F No back from the Wow. B back from F the T and that D. That's what he put. Um so but if Rager is clear clear to play, he'll be starting in the zero. Travis Fulgham is in that natural option at X with Greg Ward lining up in the slot. Obviously high tower will be rotational. Um and JJ Ortega Whiteside will see some stats and maybe Quez Watkins. So that's what we're going with. And then the starting lineup, if everything pans out well, if there's no setbacks, we will look at left tackle Jason Peters, left guard Nate Herbig, center Jason Kelsey, right guard Matt Pryor, and right tackle Jordan Maialata. Um, um, so we don't know the status for Goddard this week. Um, he might be able to suit up, but if not, it won't happen till week 10. He'll definitely be ready for week 10. Edwards will be playing. Um, Ford will be playing. And Avante Maddox will be playing as well. He'll be playing. No, and he wasn't listed on the injury report, so that's good. That is good. We're gonna need all the cornerbacks and all the um, safeties we we can we can get because I I'm not gonna lie, CD Lamb, CD Lamb, uh, Gallup, and Amari Cooper are no joke. That's right. So yeah. Now the Dallas Cowboys injury report. Um, Andy, like I said, Andy Dalton didn't practice. Uh, did not participate. Andy Dalton and Xavier Woods full participation. Um, coming off a concussion is a uh, uh, offensive guard uh, Zach Martin. So that's good news. Um, Xavier was though he didn't participate, but it's not injury related, so it's alright. Um, looking like Joe Looney and Sean Lee will get back in the lineup this week. Awuzie, Looney, and Lee are officially on the injury reserve, so we'll see. But Martin was a full participant today, today like I said. It looks like uh, Andy Dorn will not be playing. Um, Awuzie also could likely play this week, so we'll see what happens there. Um, should be exciting. Should be good. Um, now, I, I think my Philadelphia Eagles, I believe they'll beat... Dallas Cowboys, when it's all said and done, it's not going to be a close one. I believe they'll beat the Dallas Cowboys. I believe I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles 31. The Dallas Cowboys, I'm going to say they only scored 10 points. 
Matter of fact, no, I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll be nice. I say Philadelphia Eagles 31. Dallas Cowboys 30. No, sorry. Man, Philadelphia Eagles 30. I'm going to go 34. Dallas Cowboys 17. The most I say is 20. But I'm going to go 17. So, that's what I have. I don't know. Quarterback is first career start against a very strong uh, Philadelphia Eagles defense. Um, you know, yeah, you have that. And then Philadelphia Eagles offense going up against a bad, um, a bad, uh, a bad, I just had it. A bad defense like the like the Dallas Cowboys, we should, we should be all right. Especially if we get Rago back. Ooh, watch out, y'all. Watch out. But yes, sir, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Mark Cologne Sports Podcast. You just heard it all. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys liked it. And guess what, guys? I will see you next week if you guys do not listen to the Wrestling Podcast. I will see you guys next week. We'll talk about, you know, Philadelphia Eagles if they won. I'll be talking to Unc, see what he thought about everything, what he's thought about the season so far, and what needs to happen. Uh, tread deadline. Hopefully, hopefully, the Eagles made one or two moves, got rid of some players, and, uh, yeah, we'll get into all that this upcoming week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Mark Cologne. You have just listened to the Mark Cologne Sports Podcast. Dallas Week on Sunday Night Football.